this life, we will face tragedy. It seems to be a part of being alive. The human experience involves tragedy. However, you can turn tragedy into something positive. There's a song by the Elevation Church worship team that that is entitled Graves into Gardens. And it talks about how God can turn something that was terrible, like a death, and turn that into something beautiful, like a garden. Christina Stamper and Madison's Miracles are an example of that. They help families in one of the most difficult moments a person could ever face, facing perhaps some of the biggest tragedies that humans could ever encounter. And this was all born from pain. It was all born from difficulty. It was born from tragedy. But Christina and her husband and her family were able to take that tragedy, put it in God's hands, and turn it into something great. to the podcast Stories from Port St. Lucie, Florida. I am your host, Jorge Coxach. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of the people, the movements, the places, and the businesses that make Port St. Lucie feel like a small town, despite the fact that it's one of the fastest growing cities in all of the United States of America. In this podcast, you will hear people's stories of how they started businesses. You will hear them talk about their lives and what drives them to do what they do to form the bustling, thriving community that is our town here in Port St. Lucie. My name's Christina Stamper. I am the founder of Madison's Miracles. Madison's Miracles is a pregnancy and infant loss charity helping families here in the community. An infant loss charity, what what does that mean? Well, pregnancy and infant loss, so anybody that loses a baby, whether it's miscarriage, stillbirth, that's pregnancy loss. Infant loss could be SIDS or, you know, a baby passing for any reason whatsoever, so that's an infant loss. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a very heavy subject, a very heavy thing to, to, to not just support and talk about, but to help people through. Uh, what, what led you to, to do that? Well, um, 14 years ago, my daughter Madison was stillborn, wow. meaning, meaning she had passed before I had her. I was about six and a half months pregnant. Wow, wow. And I went to a doctor's appointment and they said, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. Mm. And mm. I was left there to try to pick up the pieces 
of what was going to happen to me and my family. Oh my goodness. I mean, what did you do? What happened? Well, um, I went to the hospital and they uh, prepared me for a C-section. Yeah. And um, about 12.35 in the afternoon, Madison was born, but she was born sleeping. And that means that she had passed before she was born. That must be a very difficult thing. And thank you so much for being courageous and, and sharing your story. And not just with us here and for our listeners in the podcast, but to the world you've, right. you've shared multiple times. And not just that, you're, you've taken something that is tragic and made it into something that blesses other people. Well, no parent, no matter how old their children is, mm-hmm. should have to bury their child. Yeah. There is, it's not the natural order of things. Right. Families should not have to bury their child, mm. say goodbye to their child. Mm. You know, the natural order is that parents are supposed to outlive their children. Right. And when things happen like this, it's it's devastating. We don't know how to cope. We don't, it's, it's probably the worst thing a person can physically go through and emotionally go through is wow. a loss of a child, no matter how old they are. Yeah. Yeah. How did you cope with it? Well, myself, I didn't cope very well. Hmm. Um, first of all, I had two hours to say hello and goodbye. That's it. That's it. Two hours. Because they, babies, when they pass, their body decomposes so quickly that they have to hurry up and get them in refrigeration. Okay. So um, we were there to say hello and goodbye, and they had to take her to the morgue. Hmm. And back in the day, uh, families didn't get an opportunity to say hello or goodbye to their their babies because what we know now is that we need that closure. Yeah, of course. And families, the nurses would protect the families by shielding them from that experience, thinking that that would help them get over it a lot quicker. So they removed them faster in order to help the parents. Correct. So some people didn't even get to see their babies, Hmm. you know. Um, As, you know, time has progressed, we found out that families need to have a closure. Yeah. And so we found that there is a manufacturer in the UK mm. that makes a device that helps families get that extra time. Now, mm. before this device, the cuddle cot, had taken place and been brought to the US, nurses would bring the baby back and forth from the morgue. Yeah. And of course, that's devastating to the family going, oh my gosh, we got to hurry up and get this baby back into the morgue or we're going to see these changes. So the people at Flexmart in the UK developed this uh, cooling system that can be disguised in a bassinet, a crib, or a bed. And it kind of stops or slows down those physical changes so that families can get time. Their baby is in a, a nice atmosphere yeah. and it promotes dignity. Hmm. So how much time does it give the parents? It can give them days. Days? It can give them days. Really? Yes. And usually here in the U.S., um, the hospitals lets families have as much time as they'd like. 
for the length of the stay. So say, for instance, you have a natural birth. Yeah. Your hospital stay is one to two days. Hmm. So then, so one to two days, you can you can have your baby with you. If you have a C-section, it's three to four days you're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But we've had families through Madison's Miracles get up to six days with their babies. Wow. Yes. And it was their choice to say mm-hmm. goodbye. It was not told to them that, okay, your time is done. When they were ready. And sometimes it's a lot easier So when you have the control to say, okay, I'm ready to let her go now. I've Mm -hmm. had my closure. Mm -hmm. I got to hold her. I got to brush her hair. I got Mm -hmm. to change her clothes. I got to read to her. All those things that you want to do, you can do having the cuddle cot in the hospital. Hmm. It's not the time that you want, but it's the only time you get. And from a lost mom... It is very, that's your memories for the rest of your life. Wow. Wow. Th- that's, that's very significant, though. Because mm-hmm. you're giving people, giving people something that's, that's worth more than anything else that you, you, could, you could give them. I mean, mm-hmm. money is not worth that much. No. Things, houses, no. cars. Nothing. Than time with, with this precious person. Yes. And grandparents can come in and meet their grandbabies. Yeah. We had... Um, we had a family that had experienced a loss. Mm. She had a placenta previa mm-hmm. where she was unconscious for three days. Wow. If it was not for the cuddle cot, she would have never got to see her baby. At all? At all. Wow. So she got an additional three days with her baby while she was conscious. Wow. She was in ICU. She was heavily sedated. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to have a few blood transfusions. Mm-hmm. She she was just very, very fragile at that point. Right. So the father was able to get pictures, and um, the family was able to come. This was all pre-COVID. Yeah. You know, and they even had a service, a, a christening and a service for this fa- for the baby. Hmm. And it was about 30 people in the room that got to be there. Their whole family was there. Yeah. And that meant so much to them because she, they know if they didn't have that cuddle cot, they wouldn't yeah. have any of that. Right. Wow. Wow. All of that provided by this. this one. Now, how does the device work? How is it that it actually Well, the device this? is... The device is hooked up to a cooling pad. Mm -hmm. It's run by distilled water that circulates and keeps the temperature at 46 degrees. Not too cold to where the baby's stiff, Mm -hmm. but cold enough to slow those changes down, give time to these families. And and it's in the hospitals already? Or do the Um, parents have to purchase it? We donated the very first cuddle cot to the state of Florida in a hospital to our Cleveland Clinic. And it was in 2016, and there was none here in the state of Florida. Mm. So our goal is to get one of these, at least one, in every hospital across the U.S. Every hospital across the U.S., and and where where are we on that? Well, we are probably about 60 cuddle cots here in Florida, Mm -hmm. and then we have at least one in 24 states so far under the Madison's Miracles um, campaign. 
Wow. Um, what led you to start Madison's Miracles? I know that you had the loss yourself, um, and, and that that was a very traumatic, it was a very difficult moment for, for you and your, and your family. Um, but from there to saying, I'm going to, to, to do this, I'm going to help mothers that are going through this or families that are going through this, what, what happened between them that led you to make that decision? Well, what happened was I found out that this device was available. Okay. I had to, all I wanted was to get one in my hospital where she was born. Mm. But after donating that cuddle cot, I was like, we need to do more. We need to get this in every hospital because yeah. so many people can benefit of having time. And when you actually meet a person, the first person that used your cuddle cot after you placed it and saw what a difference Mm-hmm. this device made in their in their grief and their recovery it was a no-brainer I had to I had to do more you know it was something it just became my mission it became my purpose right and and I wanted to do more than just put these in hospitals right. I wanted to help them because afterwards I had no one I had no one to talk to um, my husband and I were on two different grieving paths because we mm. both grieve differently. Right. Where men and my husband worked through it, mm. wanted to work, wanted to fix things, wanted to remodel things. He was constantly busy, busy, busy. Me, I just cried all the time and just mm. wanted to talk about it. And he didn't want to talk about it. So we both were on two different kind of grieving paths. Yeah. So, you know, and also when you go to the hospital, and you're going home empty-handed. Yeah. You know, you're not expecting funeral expenses. Right. So we want to cover oh that for them. That's not even something I was thinking about yeah. in our conversation, but, but you, you're going to have you a have funeral. You have to plan a funeral. Wow. You have to um, decide whether you're going to bury your baby or you're going to cremate. Now, I don't know about you, but when... Hmm. When it was our turn, I was like, I don't even know what I wanted to do for myself at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, who it's not thinks about, about that. your end of life in your early 30s? Yeah. You know, you're not thinking that way. Yeah. So, you know, we want to help families with those choices. And I even teamed up with an author, uh, Amy Lands, and hmm. she wrote the book Navigating the Unknown. Okay. And it is a step-by-step program. And every cuddle cot that we place, we donate these hospital packets full of information, full of resources for these families to get all the information moving forward. Even, you know, something that happens right after you give birth, your body does not know your baby died. Wow. So wow. you're going to be producing milk. Wow. And there's no stopping that. Hmm. So maybe milk donation you know that's an option where yeah. you can help other babies with your your baby's breast milk so we give all families enough information so they can make informed decisions like what you know there's religious views on burial there's religious views on cremation we yeah. kind of work with them and help them make those decisions and then we pay for it because we feel that that's an expense that they were not right expecting right right so. i mean who who ever 
expects that. Wow, that's what you're doing is just absolutely incredible. I want to lean into a little bit more about the, the grief process mm-hmm. um, to perhaps help our listeners if there's somebody that is, is going through or suffering through a loss similar to this. Um, what is something that Madison's House helps um, people with? Like what are some of the steps that they can take yes. to perhaps walk through something like this or something that, that is as traumatic or as difficult as the loss of a child? You know, I wouldn't wish this upon anyone. Right. And it is by far the worst thing that can happen to a human being wow. is to wow. lose their child. Yeah. You know, you expect your parents and your mm. grandparents to pass away. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's awful, but it's not as devastating as losing your future, your child. Wow. And, you know, the shock alone, being mm-hmm. able to help them with their funeral expenses, but then we'll reach out to them and we'll offer free support groups. Okay. We have families all around this county that have gone through different kinds of loss, whether it's miscarriage, stillbirth, Mm -hmm. or infant loss, Mm -hmm. where they can come together and share what they're going through. And it's very similar. It really helps having somebody that has been through what you're going through. Because sometimes you don't know if what you're feeling is right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're isolated. Mm -hmm. Because you're now in this group that you don't even know if you're the only one in this group. But there are so many people, one in four families lose a baby. Wait, that is staggering. Mm -hmm. One in four families. Will lose either a miscarriage, a stillbirth, or an infant loss. One in four families. In the United States, it's one in 260. Wow. One in four is around the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And one in 260 it's in around the, the U.S. US mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. That is astronomical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is far greater than than it than we would want it to be. No, and so many people will suffer in silence. Mm. Some people will not know that there's resources available. Mm. You know, back in the day, families were told, "Get over it, get over it." Mm. And so I meet people all the time that will just say wow, 30 years ago I went through this. This is great what you're doing because I wish this was available for me. Mm. Um, Not only do we do these support groups, but in conjunction with the support groups, we'll offer the family one-on-one grief counseling. Wow. That means the husband can go by themselves, the wife can go by themselves, or they can go together. Is this provided by Madison? This This is provided by our programs here at Madison's Miracles. Madison's Miracles. Now, does does the program have therapists? Yes. We Would have right okay. now five licensed mental health counselors. Mm-hmm. They are certified in the state. They are specialized in grief and pregnancy and infant loss. We pay mm-hmm. for them. We hire yeah. them. And they do the support groups and they provide the one-on-one grief counseling now. If you have an established um, counselor that you already work with, mm-hmm. we will go in and say, this is what we'll pay. Will you accept it nine times out of 10? They will say yes. Wow. And that you'll get to stay with your own therapist. Which is probably best. It is best if you already establish somebody. Yeah. 
Um, if you haven't had somebody, usually our counselors are with you in group, and then they can, you know, um, meet with you privately. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works hand in hand. Wow. How do you, how do you find the people that are struggling through this? How do you find the, the families? Well, in, on the Treasure Coast, we mm -hmm. have our cuddle cots, one or two of them, in all of the hospitals here. Okay. We give them uh, bereavement packets, hospital packets that has our information in there. And a lot of the nurses know who we are, and they're able to tell them. Also, we work with a lot of the funeral homes in the area. Mm -hmm. So say, for instance, they get the information, and because it's such a shock that they don't even remember they put our stuff to the side, when yeah. they go to make funeral arrangements, they'll say, you know, Madison's Miracles will help you with your funeral expenses. Would you like us to call them? Yeah. And that's how we get in touch with them. Um, huh. We try to be out in the community, uh, mm -hmm. reach out to the OBGYN offices, and, you know, try to let people know, you know, Port St. Lucie Moms group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There's different, um, you know, different groups, different avenues. We try to be out there in community events, any health fairs, even the baby fairs. We'll go there and set up a booth so that th that way, okay, well, I know this isn't something that you have happening, but if you know somebody or if you are going through something like this yourself, we're here, mm -hmm. we're available, we're ready to help you through this time. Wow. Wow. I like, I like you integrating yourself as part of the community and, and getting the word out there because this is something that, you know, one of the things that I was thinking when I first um, interacted with you was this is such... This is such a difficult thing, um, but but if no one does something about it, then all of these people will be left without support. Yes. How do you find the courage and the strength to continually support people going through this through this devastating thing? Well, you know, when I first decided that I was going to make a nonprofit, I went mm -hmm. to my church. <laughs> I said, Pastor, I am feeling like this is something that is on my heart. Yeah. I want to pray about it. Mm. I want to, whatever I do, I want to give it to God in his glory. Mm. You know, he has helped me through this mm. because I know I'm going to see her again. That is my hope. And that's what keeps me going is wow. that I'm going to see my baby again. Wow. Powerful. So I prayed about it. And then as, after I prayed about it and I did the steps things just started happening mm. where I don't believe in a co coincidences. Right. I believe that things are happening the way that they're supposed to. So I believe I'm on a path and I get my courage and strength through him. And then mm. I think of my girl, Madison, that, you know, 14 years ago, nobody knew her, but there's mm. a lot of people that know her today through this ministry and it gives me, she gives me the strength and God gives me the strength to be able to talk to these families, offer support, hug them, hmm. uh, grab their hand and, and help them through the worst time of their lives. Cause I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I suffered by myself and hmm. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Wow. Wow. And, and you're doing something about it now by providing this kind of help. And we teach our families. We teach our families. Number one. Hmm. If if they had an early loss, mm -hmm. uh, identify their baby. 
Okay. If you think it's a boy, it's a boy. If you mm -hmm. thought you had a girl, then you had a girl. Let's give her a name. Wow. Let's give her an identity. Hmm. Let's um, make a purpose. Hmm. Let's let's give her an identity that she is a person. Yeah. You know, and then we choose to honor her and find different things throughout your life hmm. that you can keep her spirit alive. Wow. So we have families that have done that. Hmm. And through our program, we had a family have, have a, an infant loss from SIDS. Hmm. The baby was three months old. SIDS being sudden infant, infant death, death syndrome. Went to bed for a nap hmm. and never woke up. And no reason why mm. the baby stopped breathing and why wow. the baby passed. Wow. And they still don't know today. Mm. But this mom chooses to do things to honor her baby right. by helping others. Mm -hmm. You know, she started a cupcake business because baking was helpful to her. Yeah. So that she could work out her grief through baking. Mm. And she called it pretty little cupcakes <laughs> and the baby's name was Parker Lee Coleman. Wow. So, and everywhere she goes with her little pop-up shop, mm -hmm. she brings pictures of, of Parker and she tells people that I'm a lost mom and this mm. is what I do to honor him. Wow. That We've is got so wonderful. several, several stories through our groups mm -hmm. that are like this mm -hmm. where people are taking tragedy and turning it into something helping others that helps others yes wow and honors their baby at the same time and they're able to talk about it with other people mm. they're able to reach out to our new people that join our support groups they're like we've gone through this this is what you need to do mm. you know we have a facebook group where if something is going on at the time mm -hmm. hey i'm having a rough time it's been such a bad day I can't stop thinking of my daughter mm -hmm. and people would start answering them and helping them through whatever they were going through. Yeah. So the support con continues, not just with the support groups and mm -hmm. the funeral expenses, it goes outside the box and then mm -hmm. they develop lifelong friendships that they would have never had. Wow. That helps them through the process. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking because of what you said, and I thought it was curious that you mentioned that you wanted to talk while your husband didn't want to talk about it at all. So while you were talking about, you know, giving the baby a name, if, if the baby hadn't been born yet, I thought, in my mind, I thought maybe people don't want to, to, to give the baby a name because they don't want to talk about it so much and then realize that played right into what you mentioned about your husband versus your grieving. So it brought to my mind the, the, the question of how, how do we help perhaps men deal with this? Because men, I mean, the men that I've met, we can't generalize because mm -hmm. it's not the case with everyone, um, tend to clam up and close up. Um, how have you been, um, how has, um, have you been able to help um, the men go through this as well? well? Well, just in January, we started a dad's traveling group between Martin and St. Lucie County. Okay. So men can't sit around and talk around a table like us women can. Mm. We can talk about pretty much anything. Mm. And the dads, they have a little bit more of a struggle. So we yeah. designed this group. We have a male counselor 
who's a licensed therapist. He's also mm. had experience with loss. Mm. And we do different activities with the men because men need to be more hands-on. They need to be doing something. They need to be doing mm-hmm. something. They can talk, but they need to be doing something. Yeah. So our first one was here at Popstroke right down the street. <laughs> they did virtual golf. Yeah. And they were in a room and in between everybody was talking mm-hmm. and they ended up doing very, very well with that. Mm-hmm. We did a game night at our office, a poker night yeah. where we taught them how to play poker. And again, they were doing something. They were able to talk. They've gone mm-hmm. bowling. Mm-hmm. They've done all different kinds of activities. And this week they're going to be heading to the St. Lucie Mets. Oh. Somebody donated <laughs> some tickets for really? our grief counselors. Wow. So so uh, the whole group gets to go there. And, of course, mm-hmm. they'll have time to talk. They'll wow. have time to share. And then when we have our regular events, mm-hmm. you know, the dads all come together. They know each other. They've already established a bond. And yeah. the moms have established a bond. And they do monthly barbecues or birthday dinners. Sure. And, they do all kinds of things, and like I said, they develop relationships that would have never happened because the only common with these families are is, their loss. Is the loss. Wow. Their loss. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's what's bringing them together. You know, mm-hmm. it's inspirational to see you know, how you're not just helping the parents, but you're also helping the, the dads. So my, ne- my natural next question is going to be, what if there were children? Yes. involved in, in the loss process. We are working on that, a sibling program. Mm. And we do have several siblings in our program. Yeah. Um, we haven't perfected that just yet. I mean, mm-hmm. we wanted to perfect what we've got going on with moms and dads first. Right. But it is on our radar, and it's something that's going to be happening pretty soon. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good to hear, and it's good to know. And um, we'll be looking out for that for sure. Yeah. How do we um, support? How can someone who's a listener that's probably hearing this podcast, how can they support Madison's Miracles? Well, you can find information on mm-hmm. Madison's Miracles, The Cuddle Cot, and all of our programs if you visit us on the web at okay. www.madisonsmiracles.org. That's Madison's with an S, Miracles with an S dot org. And you can find out all about us and uh, find out about the Cuddle Cot and how it was even featured on the show New Amsterdam. Oh, wow. It was a highly uh, big episode on, on yeah. loss. So the Cuddle Cot was actually featured on that show. New Amsterdam is uh, it's a It's a medical, medical show. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure some of our listeners will know exactly which one it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. My phone went off the hook when that really? episode aired and it's not a show that I watch but right. everybody saw it and thought of us yeah. and called us and told us hey the cuddle cots on TV you've gone national <laughs> you've gone national <laughs> well that's wonderful it's good to have exposure mm-hmm. and, and so people can know more about the cuddle cot and Madison's miracles and, and what Our it is programs and, and programs yeah um, it's very comprehensive you know because it's not just a cuddle cot it's the brief packages that they get at the hospital, it's the support groups on Facebook, the men's groups that, that are meeting in different places. It's it's a whole ecosystem, and I think that you've done a very good job about that. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful. I think that our community has been amazing and yeah. supportive, mm-hmm. and uh, we're here trying to help 
families that would normally not get this kind of help because there is no nonprofit out there serving these families. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's something that we need to do. I'm glad that you are. Thank you. Um, what does the future look like for Madison's Miracles? It's it's bright. It has to be. Mm-hmm. What I tell my families is that we have to think everything positively. If we can reach more people, if more people can understand what kind of services that we offer, we can be there to help them. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that's great to hear. So, um, given the opportunity, I'd like for you to take some time to maybe say something directly to our listeners. If there's something that you want to say to them. Well, thank you for staying on and listening to this whole story. It, it really helped, helped me knowing that my loss, as tragic as it was, is helping other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've healed so much by being able to help others. Yeah. And if you or somebody that you love or know is suffering right now, please reach out to us. We're here to help. We're, we're here to take them in, talk with them, cry with them, grieve with them, and then celebrate with them. Celebrate their baby because their baby mattered and their baby has a purpose even though you don't see that right now but we are here to help and thank you so much for listening and giving me an opportunity to share my story with you thank you so much for being on the show thank you Thank you for listening to today's episode. This has been Jorge Coxach with Stories from PSL Florida. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to like, to subscribe, and of course to share it. We value your reviews, so if you have something that you would like others to know about the show, please write us a review and give us a rating according to however you feel impressed. Also, if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at contact at pslflorida.com. Looking forward to hearing from you and looking forward to once again joining you on our journey to get to know the people, the places, the movements, and the businesses in our town. Till next time, goodbye. (laughs) 